All right, Manny Blue. Oh my goodness. Thank you for having us. Thank you for taking the time. Um, and we titled, we kind of just titled this um, episode Into the Deep Canadian Blue with Manny Blue. <laughs> nice. That is just, we're just bougie and we like it like that. Like so it. yeah, we're going to ask you for those of you who don't know your music yet, that yeah. they're sleeping on your stuff. Just a in, little intro, buddy. Yeah. Um, country rock um, artist. Used to, I used to fight MMA, uh, got hurt and found a guitar and uh, really wanted to and sort of pursue this here in Nashville. So, um, you know, we like to play loud. We like to have a lot of fun and uh, I'm lucky that people like to listen to us. Wow. Humble and kind. That's <laughs> honestly, love it, love it, love it for sure. Uh, dude, yeah. So we're going to go starting on the questions, but um, cool. so you went to Abbott. Yes, I did. We went to, Ab we went to Abbott too. Uh, we were in creative arts media. And um, yeah, buddy. So yeah. what program are you, did you study in and did you like it? Uh, I started with, uh, well, first of all, yes, I loved Abbott. <clears throat> Abbott was a lot of fun. Um, I played football. I, I kicked. Um, so wow. got all the perks of the football team and didn't have to take, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, it was cool. I, I met a lot of friends uh, while I was there. So Abbott was for sure a really cool moment for me. Um, what program? That's a good question. I started with social science. Uh, and I didn't like it at all. Okay. I had a psych teacher. I took his class twice because I failed the first semester. Mm. Thinking like, this is going to be easy. <laughs> I'll do it again. And I failed it again. And I was Ooh. like, this is terrible. So I moved into uh, the visual arts something. Oh, man, I forgot. I, uh, it was more like um, the history of art. There was a lot of really cool, his like, I like history and so it had to be with okay. like the history of art and all that kind of stuff. So um, it was a lot more fun for the time being when I, while I was there. Wow, cool, cool, cool. Love it, love it. Yeah. Um, By the way, I just noticed your sticker on your hat. I love it. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I got a <laughs> Yeah, I kind of like did my own thing because I was like, yo, it's the Jays, but it's because I love baseball. So like, sure. it's, I just go. kind of like a DIY kind of vibe we'll send you a patch we have a we have uh new ink patches now so it'll be better on the hat than the sticker so i'll send i'll send Dude. oh my goodness oh my god oh my god for the squad i love it for the maddie blue crew wow wow oh my god so um the next question um bella's gonna take it from here you kind of already answered it yeah you uh, you actually answered it was that if you played football what position you played yeah, yeah, I was so I remember taking a, I took an absolute hit one time and I hated it. Um, well, I mean, I you did MMA, so, I mean, that's I know, sad. but it was, I was blindsided. And so I thought I was going to make the tackle because it was on a kickoff and I thought I had it. And as I, as I grew into pursuit, I got, I got oh, blindsided God. from the side. It was terrible. And it was going into the half. And I was like, oh my God, my, I got a helmet to the arm. My arm was numb. I couldn't move it. I was like, "This is terrible." It was the worst oh, feeling ever. But, oh my god, that's yeah. brutal. That's savage. Wow. At least in MMA, you can see the punches coming. That is true. You have to anticipate uh, like every. It's like chess. Right. You just gotta know like the next move and so on and so mm -hmm. forth. And like football, it's like you never know. You know what I'm saying? Not so, a kickoff when everyone's running all the different ooh, directions. It was crazy. My brother, shout out to Jack. Um, God bless him. He plays for UConn in in NCAA D1 and. 
He is a savage. He's a QB, QB1, sir. This, oh, God, he takes it like a champ. He, um, and he's just like all the injuries doing physio day in, day out. And it's like, that's the, oh that's the one that, that, that's crazy to me too. Besides like anything happening on a kickoff, it's the, it's the quarterbacks, especially getting hit from behind, oh like, God, or yeah. even, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming they're, they're so busy looking downfield that even if it's kind of coming from your side, if you're, if you're not looking, you got, you got a helmet on, like the cages there's certain cages that are better to see but i mean at some yeah. point too that you lose some some eyesight so I, I, that's that's why how quarterbacks take those hits and get up and, and you know get ready for the next snap is honestly um and shout out to um sarah beth because she is literally my old neighbor your cousin oh my god so yeah dude, like it's a small world but <laughs> wow. um yeah, dude. and we were, our next question um, was actually kind of, you know, a little segue, I guess. And it was like, what part of Montreal and stuff and Canada, um, Bella was going to ask that one. I took it from you, Bella. I'm sorry. Do you want to, you could finish it up, girl. I think that was yours. Oh, maybe it was. Yeah. No, what was yours? I mean, regardless, what part of did you grow up regardless in? yeah, it was just like, where are you from? Like, do were you in the West Island? Were you off island? Were you in the East, the West? Yeah, like, yeah. you know? Downtown. Like, downtown. I still got a place there with my brother. Okay. Uh, we share an apartment down there, and actually, that's where I was. That's where I was quarantined most of uh, from March to September. Um, okay. We had, we had played a tour uh, in Toronto. Well, we we had played it. We were on a tour playing a show in Toronto, and uh, got canceled on a Thursday night. So Friday, I had flown um, down to Montreal, and my brother was having his girlfriend's party up in Tremblant. So I went to join them and, and mm. got hammered for three days straight <laughs> out of boy bucko yeah dude. Back, um, back to your answer back to your question at downtown <laughs> <laughs> dude um i gotta tell you we were coming out to the show in montreal buddy like we okay. were coming out we were yeah, trying so to get media those, passes yeah you got that i am yeah that one was tough uh COVID yeah so, okay yeah. so so to dive in a little bit on that one yeah that was thursday so Thursday was my birthday. We had a show in Toronto. We played the Global Morning Show. It was great. Yeah, Text, yeah. what's up? You know, that was awesome. We saw you guys on TV. You guys sounded great. Oh, happy birthday. Hope you're doing well. All this kind of stuff. Yeah. And then we started getting news that we might actually cancel the tour. And then we're thinking, we're supposed to play, as you guys knew, we had Toronto. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I forget if it was Peterborough or, and uh, Oshawa at some point, And then Montreal on the Sunday. My brother's buddy, my brother and all of our friends uh, and his girlfriend, well, the plan was to go up to Trumbull on Friday, have fun, and then come down for the show on Sunday. Since that didn't happen, mm -hmm. we ended up we ended up having just a three-day bender. I joined him. <laughs> I said, hey, I, if, if, we're, if I'm not touring, if, if we don't know where this is going to go, I said, I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to Montreal, and I'm definitely hanging out, and I'm going to go oh, enjoy the weekend that I was going to miss, so... Um, we ended up having a lot of fun there, but uh, it definitely sucks that we didn't get to play that show because we were really looking forward to it. Yeah. We were as fuck, too. It was crazy. Was Honestly, we were amping it up. We were telling everyone to come out, and I think I got, like, eight people to come out. They're like, yo, 20 bucks? Yeah, I can do that. I'll be downtown for sure. Because it was yeah. right after, like, Nuit Blanche. I don't know if you, like, ever, like, attended that Montreal, like, kind of, like, oh, I haven't all been, but I, I know of it, yeah. It's wild. It's wild. Like, basically, like downtown nash on a weekend just a regular weekend in nash but yeah. for montreal it's like a big because i mean like the vibes are obviously different i was actually supposed to be in nash in november but covid oh, shit. 
I was supposed to be there. Yeah. For like, I, I got the Airbnb, I paid for the ticket. Um, and American airlines was like, you're not getting a reimbursement girl. And I was like, okay, but you know, shout out to American airlines, like whatever. No shade, no yeah, shade. Yeah, American Airlines, did you like that? It's, uh... <laughs> Why are you doing me dirty? But anyways, um, yeah, That's so we're trying fun. to come out to the show, and um, the record breakers were supposed to open for you. Yeah. Dude, that's yeah, my, literally, my friend from high school is her brother's band. So, really? yeah, and they're really good, too. They opened for Bon Jovi at the Bell Center. Yeah, that's so, sick. I know. Yeah. I, I found that out. But we had them and Brittany Kennel, who I've, wow. I love. I, I know Brittany Kennel a lot more. I met her uh, here in Nashville, actually, ran into each other. Um, yeah. And uh, actually, I was playing Blue Crew Happy Hour, and she, yeah. she had messaged me that week because there was uh, a seminar in, in Nashville. And she yeah. was like, hey, you know, uh, let's grab drinks. I'm in town. And I said, yeah, let's, let's do it. And when I realized, I said, hey, come to Blue Crew Happy Hour hang out and we'll have we'll, we'll grab a beer and she's like sick then somebody dropped out and i said hey i'll do you one better do you want to come play and she's like i don't have my guitar i was like i'll lend you mine so she played yeah. my guitar <laughs> at our happy hour and it just the night i met her it just happened that way that's such an it seems like such a nashville story but um it's cool and she's she's awesome so um that would have that would have been a fun night to, to meet them the record breakers and, and to get to play a show with with Brittany would have been unreal so I hopefully mean, we can do that again exactly but that's uh vibe. yeah yeah. That's the vibe for sure. Um, so yeah, next question. Um, Bella, you could take that one if you wish, girl. Pop off with the sports. Oh. Number four, yeah. Well, I think you and me had a different one, but I was just curious. What pushed you to move to Nashville? Did you ever think about like starting your career in another place? Like Canada? Yeah, actually, um I always thought Nashville was the was gonna be a spot I would end up in. Um I didn't know how or when. Um I honestly happened a lot sooner than I was going to, that I would have thought, but it was always a kind of joke with my parents. Like, Hey, you're going to move to Nashville. You're going to, you're going to not, you know, that's where you're going to be. Um, an opportunity came up to record down here, which is really cool. Um, and then I met, you know, we did it, the leave it like it is album. We did it in two shots. And in between that, we went out and did network and stuff. I was with my old manager at the time um, and met my, my current, my, my current manager, Nathan, um, and his whole team there. And uh, he's like, hey, bud, it'd be much easier to work together if we're in the same room. And I said, that's all I need to hear. I said, I want to come down and be busy. He goes, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll keep you busy. Trust me. And, uh, that was awesome. So the, the record was done by the time I moved. Um, actually, I was playing. I had one show left. And, I, and I've never said the name of it, the name of the, of the bar, because nobody knows. But you guys might know. You guys ever been to La Petite Grenouille? Oh, my God. Of yeah. course, buddy. Oh, yes! I had one a, show oh, love it, love it. I had one show left at La Petite uh yeah. on August 30th, and the September 7th, I was moved to Nashville. Wow. Wild, you know, what cool. a Cinderella story, bud. Like, wow. So we're so proud of you. Like, a kid from Montreal just living the dream, and that's the vibe we're on. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're <laughs> yeah. on that vibe. Yeah. We're on that frequency, the vibration. It's like, it's like contagious. You could just get on it and just like you have a dream you got it we're working to it like we started I mean I started this podcast last April and it'd been it had been years and I was like I want to do a podcast I want to do a podcast and and then I had people you know push me and say hey do it that was like there's no time like the present and the bell is like let me hop on your podcast real quick and like it was yeah. now we're here and it's like season three and it's like living the dream doing the deed and just like so inspired by us honestly truly like Montreal or putting Montreal on the map I love it we love to yeah, see it to. um yes. I mean, honestly 
I think Montreal uh, um, country wasn't as big. I mean, still, I, I still don't like that Montreal doesn't have a country station. So that, that's probably it's pretty bad all about that. It's unfortunately French. Yeah. 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 Um, so, and I, so that was part of the thing too, is I didn't feel like there was much of a, you know, you want to be in a community. I know Ontario's got a good community of, of artists. And Boots of, and Hearts, artists buddy. Like yeah. The Boots and Hearts, there's, you know, there's, there's, there's artists that I've got to meet that became friends um, that are super cool. Uh, and they all work at, you know, around Ontario. And then there's the Alberta sort of scene. So um, there's different spots, but they, it didn't seem like there was much going on in, in Montreal. And, and uh, now, you know, Matt Lang and Brittany Kennel are, are definitely helping out, you know, uh, uh, you know, kind of spearhead that. And I'm trying to come behind them and support that um, as much as I can. But, um, you know, I fell in love with Nashville the, the moment I touched down. And, and though I, I still love Montreal, and it's always going to be my hometown, of course, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Nashville's unbelievable. And I'm, and I'm glad that we can, uh, that I can, help with in any way well we see you on country radio and nash buddy making the charts and and honestly like it's so like i i i feel like you know in montreal like we everyone was psyched you know everyone is still psyched for your music and the new you know me and my mom you know i've been i mean we can't like literally like i don't know if you put two and two together i'm i have the food blog on much like i'm christina so like it's yeah, me yeah, i have so yeah. I, okay yeah that's yeah. me <laughs> Yeah. So that is yeah. me. And I do dabble in guitar and singing and all that. And I love country. Yeah. Like my, I aspire to be like on the left. Like I think personally, this is going to sound really crazy, but Shania Twain is the largest selling country artist ever in the world. And I think mm -hmm. I, I personally feel like Manny Blue is like, to me, like you're there and you're going to wow. achieve that level. Like I know it, bud. we know it. Me and Bella are like, yo, Thank this you. is the guy. <laughs> this is the man. I That's love it. Man, we should do a podcast like this every week. When I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'd love to have you. Come on by any time, my dude. Yeah, I'll take it. No, no, we're definitely working. We're definitely working hard, and we're trying to yeah, we're trying to do buddy. something a little different. Um, we're gonna. I want to create some a little bit different, and, and I, it might take a sec, a little longer, but um, I, I definitely love process. the support like that. But uh, but yeah, we definitely want to get to the top and stay there, as opposed to just yes. no fifteen minutes for this guy. So uh, no, no. So yeah, next question. Um, so uh, how did you get into playing music as a hobby, and how did that mold you into the star that you are today, sir? And what was the transition like for you personally? Um, it was a weird one because I always identified myself as an athlete. Um, right. Fought, tore my quad, won the fight, retired undefeated. Uh, love it, love it. And, <laughs> and uh and i ended up uh you know wanting to look for a hobby while i was trying to heal my leg uh right. before i could do anything so find a find a hobby uh bb king came along i was just like scrolling mm. around youtube and checking out whatever um you know passing the time and found bb king playing thrill is gone oh, <clears> i was wait. so yeah i was so mesmerized by what he was doing that mm -hmm. i was like there's i don't understand because when you think of a singer playing guitar, you usually think of them strumming and playing rhythm, but he was playing a, like a call and answer, like lead, yeah. kind of lead, improvisation kind of yeah. thing. So it was yeah. really strange, something I've never seen before. I definitely wanted to understand what that was. Uh, and as I, I was always the guy that was able to sing like in the group, you know? Um, right, right. So I was able, I, I always enjoyed singing, but I ne it never was like um, a main focus. And to think that I can actually accompany myself and sing was was quite a quite a thought and and, and pretty exciting. So uh, 
I grinded on that and, and decided that that's what I wanted to do. Well, I love that. We love that for you, honestly. Um, truly, yeah, dude. It's, uh, it's amazing to see. And I know that you mentioned you love B.B. King. You mentioned, you know, we've spoken about it through Instagram DMs. You love John Mayer. Um, you yeah, love, yeah. Um, you know, the album Born and Raised and in um, yeah. Walt Grace's Submarine Test um, and so on and so yes. forth. And it's like, oh, buddy, yeah. like that's the, that's the <laughs> shit. That, I love John yeah. Mayer. He, like people laugh and they're like, he's an ass. And I'm like, yo, he's a, so he's a voice of a generation, buds. Like, yeah. He's a voice of a, it's exactly it. He's a voice of a generation. <laughs> he's, he's now being the inspiration for younger, you know, maybe people that are a little younger than myself. Like he's the gen, like it's, it's crazy because I actually, I'm a big Steven Tyler fan as well. And oh, it's funny to see who his influences so, were. Yeah. Like he's, you know, I'm, I'm, I think there's, I think there may be even a generation between me and Steven Tyler, but it's just funny to see like, you know, he was inspired by people. And then, you know, now he's inspiring people. And, you know, John Mayer kind of fits maybe a, a generation in between. I mean, obviously doing different things, but it's just, it's just crazy to see like, you know, guys get, it, it's just, it's, you just pass it on. And it's just unbelievable. Sure. To be part sure. of I that, love that. Hopefully. Learn something new about you. Learning like, yeah. you know, every question. I love that. Steven Tyler, honestly, one of the goats for sure. I think the first sure. time I heard his voice, I was like, when I was a kid, it was like a live performance. My dad and my mom and, and they used to watch, my grandpa used to watch like the old, you know, like the old like TV, like uh, the DVDs of the live concerts or whatever. And you're just watching yeah, it and yeah. it's like such a vibe. And it's well, like- I still do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I love them. <laughs> I love it. I like to see how they set up their set, how they set up their set yeah. list, you know, how they transition and all that kind of stuff. I love it. So. Me yeah, too. Yeah, sorry, I cut you off. Yes. No, no. Honestly, love to love to hear it. Uh, I still watch like even on YouTube, they have a lot of them, and uh, mm -hmm. and you just yeah. watch free concerts, and it's like it's a time tonight. That's what I'm like. It's literally like some nights I'm like, hey, I have nothing to do. Let's watch a show. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's yeah. even like um, there's like sites now. Obviously, obviously, everyone's transitioning to like virtual shows. Like I don't know if you're familiar with um, Scotty McCreary, but he played a show. Yeah. And I love his, it's very like Josh Turner, like old school country, a little bit of pop in there, a little like deeper baritone voice. Like it's very nice. And he's, he's a great lyricist. He's just a natural born, just like, I feel like you are too, honestly, like we can talk Manny Blue all day, but we're going to spread <laughs> the love around a bit. Um, and that, you know, we'll get into the love to hear it. We'll get into, I just have a quick question for you. I assume you're yeah. familiar with the album, The Search for Everything by John Mayer. Yes, I am. Which I am is your indeed. favorite track? You had to pick one. Favorite. Oh, favorite. <laughs> yeah. Search for everything. Song. Yes. All right. Let's hear it. I think in the blood. No, it's not. Are you kidding I mean, that, me, sir? That song. Yeah, I'm not. That song just hits different when it comes on. <laughs> Buddy, that's okay, okay, okay. Like you stole my answer, but like I'll accept it because like it's the best. It's one of the my favorite songs ever, like ever. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, it's just so well written, and it's just it's just cool. Roll it on home's pretty cool. He's got that. He oh, really yeah. brought back that sort of uh, born and raised sound that he had. Yeah. Um, but people called. I mean, I'm not. I'm definitely not one to start start playing the country police, but people were calling. Uh, in the blood, a country song, which I, I oh comedian to it. Eh? All right, like, like it's fucking random, but um, 
Hey, I'm here for it. I mean, look, I'm doing. I'm. I'm. I'm we're gonna start to push the envelope really soon with with something that's yeah. never a version of country that's never been called that before. So we're gonna be yeah. doing something really cool soon. But um, so I'm definitely not gonna play the the uh, the country police because I mean I think country is more than a sound. It's 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 storytelling. Oh, okay. And I mean John Mayer is one of the best in pop to storytell. So I mean he uh, mind if you're gonna call that country, might as well call all of his stuff country. I mean, exactly. I don't, you know, you, why are you limiting? Why, like Lil yeah. Nas X, like, why are you, like, John Merrick, it's genreless. It's like Bob Dylan and Johnny Cash. Like, I don't know if you're familiar with, like, Girl from the yeah. North Country, this song. Like, it's one of my, it's my favorite Johnny Cash song. People are like, I never heard it. I'm like, well, you should. And it's like, yeah. honestly, it's like, he, he and, one, and Johnny Cash, he wasn't just country, he was gospel. He was a lot of things. So it's like, mm -hmm. you don't, genrelessness, like, get with it, like, Tyler the Creator, like, there's so many artists that are just doing it. Freddie Mercury, like people are like, what genre is Queen? You can't put it in a box. What genre is like Roddy Rich? What genre is like uh, Frank Ocean? Like it's, we have a good friend, Fernie. Shout out to Fernie. He's in the music industry. He's from Montreal, Art Collective, Kids from the Underground. I don't know if you know him. They're trying to, they're in Montreal. They're an Anglophone, very much Anglophone from the West Island. Um, music Collective, R&B sound, like jazz inspo, okay. but it's also like a little bit, it's like Taylor Swift. She was one of the like, okay. I feel like, not even the first, like just she made her way pop country and then she went into pop and then she went to folk and it's like here and there and all around. And it's like, why, why put a label on it? There's, why yeah. put labels on it? You know, I no, agree. I, I think to me, country's just become, it, I mean, to me, the, the country songwriting is not about a fiddle or a steel, it's about the storytelling. No. So. I mean, so anything can be can be country. It depends on how you want to wrap it. Um, and I think that it's become a real fun community of people who enjoy, you know, going to festivals and 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 fun things like that. So that that to me is country. So to say something's country or something's not country, I'm not going to play. I mean, I just think it's random. They called one John Mayer song, which is not what I think <laughs> is most countryest song yeah. is, but. It's all good. Hey, buddy. Like, honestly, you can you can pick nitpick like country wherever you want if you want to find it, right? Mm -hmm. So it's really about yeah. Get into the next question, um, Bella. You can take it. Yeah. Speaking about artists, what were your three most into influential artists that helped you? Influential artists. Um, yeah, growing up, you know. John Mayer. For sure, as we've been talking about him for about a half hour. Uh, so John, Mayer, for sure, Adam Levine. <laughs> Adam Levine, uh, you know, was in that mix. Um, and mm. I, I think Steven Tyler too. Um, I like guys that that, get, that can sing real well and have a you know uniqueness to their voice and and have this agility with their voice that is you know uh, hard and different. So uh, you know, and I think that I. I, I talking about the generational thing is I think that he, that Adam Levine is probably a guy who has a lot of inspirations like a Steven Tyler or anybody right. else. And, and so that's fun to walk that back, you know, and see who were their influences and what did they like. And, um, and, you know, you, you, you can tell sometimes, so it, it's just cool. And, uh, but Steven Tyler right now is one of my favorite absolute book him. And actually uh, if I, I'll do that in, two parts because I'll give you artists that influenced me then. Okay. Like to get going and John Mayer's definitely one. Gary Clark Jr. was one. Ooh. Yeah. Adam Levine. Yeah. Uh right now, uh I, I have taken a turn back. That's why I'm putting Steven Tyler in the right now. Okay. We'll say okay. Steven Tyler, 
Lizzie Hale from Hailstorm. Ah. And, uh, fuck. Uh, honestly, Machine Gun Kelly's been awesome. Right Dude, MGK, buddy! We love that! Dude, we love MGK, bro! Dude, I've, been, I've been beating up that album. Dude, like, he is, he's, again, genre, like, fluctuating with the genres. We love, we, we're here yeah. for it. Um, well, he's bringing back an entire genre that seems to have gone oh. insane. It's you know, insanity. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, next question. Uh, yeah. Growing up, who are your top three most influential athletes or sports teams? Because we know that you love the Preds, the Nashville Preds. But were you a Habs fan growing up? Were you, were you, I mean, you're Montreal born, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> I was a Habs fan growing up until they retired Patrick Law's jersey. Oh, and then, and then, yeah, kill him with it. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. So I uh, kind of started cheering against them ever since. Um, <laughs> so, but, I, you know, I never thought of a sports team as that influential to me. I, it was always more of the, the athlete. Uh, All right, yeah. I mean, GSP for sure is one of the first for ones sure. that come to mind. Hmm, I'm trying to think. Yeah, we actually – Sorry? Go ahead. Oh, Sorry, no, no. I was just going to say, I actually met him one time. We served him at a restaurant that I worked at mm -hmm. in Montreal. Yeah, nice. Yeah, he is, honestly. Well, but I cut you off, bud. Yeah, it's all good. I met him at the gym one time, two, twice. <laughs> it was super nice. Um, yeah. uh, uh, when I was playing hockey, I used to love Dion Phaneuf, the young Dion uh? Phaneuf. Hammer <laughs> yeah. people. That was pretty cool. Noise, uh, noise. Man, I can't think of any any athletes right now i know where is you can take your time on that we'll head to the next uh yeah. question so as you can see like i i love nash like don't even at me bro because like i'm obsessed with nash i'm trying to get there and so yeah. i have a bluebird cafe uh sorry nice. my phone's going off jesus jesus okay we're okay all right so i have a nash um a bluebird cafe and i was trying to go there and my dream is to actually do a collab in the cafe that's one of my biggest yeah. bucket list because yeah. i i know i'm gifted at guitar my voice is pretty good and I, I'm a good writer. I feel like, like I'm just a naturally, I was born out. Like I was just born. I flew out my mom's womb and I was like, I'm a writer. So like that yeah. for me, like I, even if I don't perform, maybe I can co-write something. Cause you know, yeah. I love, you know, um, Garth Brooks. He's one of my most influential. Like I love, I love who he is as an artist and he's a writer first, but also he took songs from other writers anyways. So my mm -hmm. point, um, I guess my question is for you, would you ever consider performing there? Yeah. Hey, you just gotta get called. Cool, 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 cool. And the Opry, what about the Opry, buddy? Well, fuck yeah. I mean, those are, those, I mean, <laughs> those are, but and Ryman too. I mean, Ryman's yeah. probably right on the top because I've I've no. heard that the acoustics in there are the best. Yeah. Um, so for sure, you want to play like sick venues. But I mean, those are some staples that you know you can always dream of and you can always hope, but you don't know if it's ever going to happen. You got to be invited to those things. And right, right, um, right. I got to do Whiskey Jam, which is super cool, which is like For the first sure. step of Nashville shit. So yeah, 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 I love it. Was awesome, but I, yeah, I mean, the Bluebirds next, and hopefully Opry and Ryman follow shortly behind. <laughs> that is so fantastic to hear, buddy. Um, yeah, so we had a little, um, you know, Kiki on the emails with Nicole, and she was like, "Hey, can Manny drink some whiskey?" And I was like, "Of course he can. It's a party." So what whiskey you got, bud? Oh, I have to go get some. Um, <laughs> you're not there yet it's okay you just start like we bit you know it's cool, cool i'm still cool. on my coffee um I'll, I'll drink a whiskey with you guys uh jack daniels <laughs> jack daniels is my go hold on hold on I'll be, hold on I'll be, I'll be all right buddy yeah so you got the jack 
It yes. is, is this Jack? It's in a... Uh, oh, that's so bougie. Love it. Yeah, I just moved into a new apartment and I got a little bar <laughs> section and, and the decorators put this in and it says Tennessee and the glasses yeah. have Nashville on it. But this is Jack Daniels. I'm, I'm just going to see if I can do this in the camera. Yeah, get it to it! <laughs> Love to see it, sir. There you go. Oh my! The next interview, but it's all good. I have a pretty. I'm apparently known to have a pretty heavy hand when I pour. So. Oh, you know, it's fine. I'm half Irish. Don't worry about it. There you go. Oof. And um, yeah, dude. So, uh, next question. You want to take it, Bella? Yeah. So, talking about songwriting, what things, places, and people inspire you during your process, and what is it like? Everything. Um. I, I think that I haven't really, I, so I was songwriting when I first started pl playing music and then I was asked, I said, uh, they said, Hey, do you feel like you're an artist that feels like you have to write all your stuff? And I said, no, as long as you don't know, force a song on me and I can pick it. And they said, yeah. yeah. I said, okay, that's fine. And so Nashville is such a songwriting town that there's so many good writers that have publishing deals. Um, and so I was able to get in touch with publishers. So for a little bit, I, I actually stopped writing. Um, which I'm I'm picking up again and 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 gonna gonna do with some really cool guys. Um, we're putting up, we're putting together some really cool writing teams uh, to to keep to to you know kind of rework that muscle and get going. I, I mean I think inspiration comes from anywhere. Um, obviously, going through a, a breakup, uh, you know, is is definitely a a good way to to start. Um, but also, I mean, I guess it's a, it's a good starting point, I guess yeah. I should say not to start. I don't encourage breaking up just for a song, but, um, <laughs> why not Taylor Swift does it? No, I'm kidding. I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm playing. I'll, shout out to Taylor. Her stuff's great. Um, but, uh... Yeah. But I mean, I think if you're, if you're paying attention to what's going on around you, um, there's, there's tons of, uh, tons of things that you can, uh, that you can pick up on. Um, I, I recently have a friend who uh, broke up with her girlfriend and uh, she texted me and she goes, Hey, I need your help. I said, okay, for what? And she says, I need you to make me a really cool fuck you playlist. And I said, great. <laughs> and I immediately thought, what fuck you songs do I have? And I said, I don't have any, I have breakup songs. I don't have any cool fuck you kind of rock songs. So, uh, I, I don't know. I don't I know about that. I put what? the list together and I said, I think, and I got to write, I got to writing this, uh, yeah. this week on Thursday night. So hopefully uh, we can pull someone out and and write our own uh, sort of uh, fuck you. Uh, wake <laughs> See, up I, I honestly, like, I disagree just a little bit, respectfully, um, okay. because I think, you know, from love it like it, um, leave like it like it, it is, sorry. Um, mm -hmm. It's um, call it like I see it. I kind of got the vibe, like, I call you like I see it. I'm gonna call a spade a spade. And I'm gonna tell y'all like a big F you. Like that's the interpretation of the song that I got. And I was singing that. I was, I mean, oh. your chords are not online yet. And that's cool. Like I play by ear anyways. So I kind of did my own little oh, cool. thing with it. Um, but obviously I would love to like actually have them online, but like it's one day, you know what I'm saying? So we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. We worked that one. I don't know if it's we're ever gonna record it or if we're just yeah. gonna play it live differently, but I do have yeah. a cool idea for rearranging of Call like I see it, but call like I see it. It's funny you interpret it that way because to me it's a love song, right? So yeah, because it starts off with uh, shit. That whiskey just hit hard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it starts about, about seeing her and saying that you know she's pretty, and you want to yeah. call like call. I'm just saying, hey, I'm just calling like I see it. 
but yeah. I mean, hey, fuck, interpret it however you want. I mean, that's. I that's mean, maybe I just have a maniacal, morose mind, but like that's just like how I don't know. I I write a lot of like darker comedy, like stuff like that. But like speaking of the new EP, new ink, um, yeah. you dropped that on November thirteenth. Uh, I love the first song with it, like Sir Burnout Town, a banger, buddy. Holy, woo! So, that was intro. What yeah. was that song like for you? Where did you write it? How'd you come up with that, sir? That song, so that song was uh, one that was sent to me. Um, and as soon as I heard it, so, so it was really fun to go through the process of selecting songs for the first album versus the second uh, uh, album. And mostly because the second album, we've been on tour. I've had my band, I got my guys and I know how everybody plays. I know everyone's, you know, sort of attitude on stage. And so it's a lot easier to put something together that is, you know, more cohesive to what our, stage show looks like the first time it was just whatever songs I thought were cool that I wanted to do um but you know when I heard that big Tom my my my, my drummer Joey is big dude um and so when he hits that that Tom and the reverbs yeah. there I thought I was like that's Joe right there and then obviously the song is really good so yeah uh made it really easy to, to pick that song but uh that's one that I was like I had I, I picked it and there's certain moments like I get the demos and then we can always change whatever we want in studio, but there's certain things of why the demo grabbed my attention. And that intro Tom uh, 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 thing was definitely one of them. And I de didn't want to lose it in production. So um, it was cool to be in studio while we were doing it and making sure that the, the, the things that I liked from the demo stayed in and we changed whatever we felt like we needed to change. Well, I love to hear it. Honestly, dude, like that's really sick. It's so interesting to hear that that's a demo that you guys hopped on to and like rearranged and like, you know, made it your own rendition. And I love it. Manny Blue's rendition, like Manny Blue's song, yeah. you know, it's, I, I got the vibes. I, I, I love like, you know, it's very scenic, like off island, you know, uh, I don't know, if, like, I assume you're familiar with like, you know, San Lazar, Hudson, mm -hmm. like all that area. And that's the vibe that I got like Rigo. And it's like, it's a little town. It's like, you know, it's small. And it's like, this is a burnout town, buds. Like we're, we're so much bigger, you know, Bella's actually from Sherbrooke, Quebec. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she, you know, she always said, you know, you always say Bella, like you're always, I'm not about it. No. Yeah, and I think that I mean the way I interpret it for myself. Obviously, I'm from downtown Montreal, not much of a small town. <laughs> but I mean, I think that it's also about being with somebody who, uh, you know, it could be out of a group of uh, like a community or a group of friends that maybe people say you shouldn't be together or you shouldn't get back together or uh, and you kind of uh, you just kind of care and you just want to you know ride into the ride into the night with them. So. For sure, I get that. I feel like the first song that I ever heard by you uh, was Looking Forward to Looking Back, and that hit different. That shit hit different, buddy. I know that song start to finish. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. I know it, and it's it puts you on the charts. I'm assuming that was the one, eh? That's one that did, some, that did well for us um, as far as streaming and stuff and, and yeah. kind of really get things rolling. Um, so it was super cool. We got to tour with it. I mean, there's there was like there were some really cool moments uh on tour with that song and and we were playing in a show in peterborough and I, and we waited to keep that to the end a little bit so we're playing covers we're playing new stuff that isn't out yet we're playing um the other the rest of the the album and we waited for that one towards the end and as soon as you know we the band started that i saw there was a girl in front and she grabbed her friend and she and she's like 
she like her face changed and she's like oh my god this is the guy that sings that song and so i yeah. guess they thought we were just, <laughs> we were just ha ha yeah. hanging out for a little bit but then she realized that she recognized the song and uh <laughs> it's cool it's my mom's favorite song i've ever recorded to this day love that mom yeah, yeah shout out shout out to mom's mom oh yeah oh yeah for sure uh well we really love the um juxtaposition and evolution from the album to the ep jumping to like out more outlaw rockabilly country from like pop radio country a little more manny a little less you know the first like it's just you could tell that you could tell the structure was different the mm -hmm. genres were a little bit more fluid and and it was just so great um what made you decide to that shift was that always an intention did you just go with it and like it was just organic or no it, it was very intentioned uh okay. after the the first album was done so i'm not not to say that I, the, the switch was intentional the switch uh you know, I think there was moments on, we played on a George Canyon tour where we got, we went across Canada and we played some really nice theaters. Uh, but George's crowd, uh, are, you know, a lot of times are a little bit older and, and kind of want more of that traditional stuff. So they, they didn't like us too much a lot of the time, especially in like theaters. Uh, the bars, we were fine. When we played those bar gigs or the, or the, the club gigs, we were, we were fine. It was the Were y'all wilding? Like what? Well, they didn't like the, the country pop thing. Um, and on mm. top of it, you know, I came out in sleeveless flannels with tattoos all over. And Come on, get with it. Y'all don't know Kane and, Brown, huh? Well, that's it. So um, I remember the very first, so we were playing like 40 shows or something like that. And I, and the very, it was, I remember there was a first venue, which we played back-to-back -back nights. So I don't remember if it was the first or second night, but we were okay. playing – uh we played most of the the uh, leave it like it is album and then we were playing uh something like that tim mcgraw just before hex of my heart <laughs> yeah. and as soon as we started something like that tim mcgraw somebody stood up and yelled like at least some real finally some real country music and i was like this tour is gonna get long if this is it and <laughs> oh, so no. it, it came to a point that came to a point where we were playing a really nice theater and i didn't want to have that sort of like man i, I feel like I could have given more, but they weren't giving much to me. So I couldn't, like, I couldn't really. So um, I said, I don't feel like that. And I grabbed the, the guys before we went on stage one show. We were playing, I think, in Calgary, and it was a beautiful theater. And I said, look, fuck yeah. it. Let's just go. Whatever. Like, make the one, like, the ones that, that don't like us, they're not going to love us no matter what. So make exactly. And reverse it. The ones that like us, because we had people that came up to us after shows that were like, man, that was so cool. I went and downloaded all your music. And I'm like, fuck, I, you know, I wish I could have given you guys more. It's just the guys in the front seemed fucking half asleep and they were bored. So I was like, yeah. you. So I think there was an attitude we came out with for the second half of that tour that I was like, that's cool. And we we're sounding good, but the songs don't really match. And mm -hmm. They're, you know, my my lead guitar player and drummer are, are from the same. They used to play in a band together. It was an alternative rock band, and those guys can play loud and they can they can play. So I said, let's let's make music that actually lets them do that, and where the album sounds like the live, as opposed to I was starting to like our live stuff a lot more than the actual. I love album. it. I'm not going to get live. It was lit. Yeah, yeah, and so we were playing like um uh you know and i was like this is sick and so when we decided to make the second album i said well i definitely want to take a hard hard left here and and, and you know add a lot more of the blues influence that i have growing up like the uh the Jimi hendrix and scary clock mm -hmm. jr and stevie ray vaughn some of that stuff 
um, added in with, you know, the guys that are doing it right now, Brittany Gilbert and, and uh, uh, Cadillac 3. So, I mean, there's some... A lot oh, of I love that. Oh, my God. Love them. Love them. Love them. I got introed yeah. to them a couple years back. And that's so great. Sorry, I cut you off. I was just too No, you're fine. You. You're fine. I love, <laughs> I love that you got that excited about Cadillac 3. They're dope. Um, and so um, that was basically the inspiration for... for uh, New Ink was like, yo, we know what we do now, and um, let's just put that on an album and record it. Okay, let's go. I love that. I love that energy. Um, yeah. I don't know, like, because you're talking about La Petite Grenouille. Um, yeah. Personally, I've I played Cunningham's out in uh, St. Anne's, and I played... Uh... Uh, Cunningham's in St. Anne's. We should do Wings Night at Cunningham's and yes. Wings at, on, at Annie's right after. And then we should play Annie's for the drinks after the, the next night. Yes, so. Because Bella used to live right near Annie's and Connie's like yeah. right off the street and we used to just, you know, I didn't, did a gig there and I did a gig at uh, Brewtopia downtown just near Concordia. Oh, yeah. And I love the vibe. Bella was there too. Shout out to Bella because she's one of my best friends in the whole wild world. And uh, we did that and it was a vibe. It was honestly skirt. I was skirt as hell because my guitar was not working on the amp and then this man was like, you could use my guitar. And I was like... Oh snap! But I yeah. did it, and I was nervous. And Bella recorded, and then I was like, "I need to go to the bathroom for ten minutes. I'm about to have a panic attack." That's got crazy. Isn't that a crazy feeling? <laughs> There's nothing I like it. The adrenaline. Somebody asked me, "Hey, can you come play this song uh, at my wedding?" And I'm like, "Sure." It was the um, James Arthur one, the one that went big. Say you want Yeah, yeah, go. yeah. And and I was like, "Man, I've played shows, but not not." It was a little bit before I moved to Nashville, so it's yeah. not the same shows I've played. But I've played shows. I've I've been in front of crowds, but I was like, "I got to do all this stuff by myself with this guitar. Like, this is crazy." And on their, they're gonna dance. It's like their first. Not it wasn't the first dance, but I mean, it's their wedding night. You don't want to fuck that up. <laughs> I was like, "This. What is this? What is this nervousness I have in me? Like, I gotta." Yeah. And it's all finger picky too. So I was yeah. like, "This is nuts." So it's wild. It's a wild feeling. Only only perform performers can understand because even at, it's a different it's a different feeling for athletes. Yeah. So like sports is nerves and it's a different thing. Yeah. But when you're about to play, especially by yourself. Oh my god. In front of people, like it's a it's a it's just different kind of nerves, and um, you know, hopefully you can you can get it all, bring it all back in, and 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 do well. But uh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you did. So. Uh, I'm sure it went, it went over well, but uh, uh, yeah, it's a different, it's a different beast. It's a different beast. For, for sure. sure. For sure. Uh, Bella, do you want to hit him? Sauce him with the next question, girl. Oh, sure. Oh. Um, how long did it take you to find your sound? And do you still find like you're still mixing it up a little? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you said sound? Yeah. Yeah. Because just yeah. like you have such a sultry and grungy and aesthetically dope voice like we love it your sound is everything like you you hear that song on the radio in the car and you're like you're in the car and you're chilling and like you know that's manny like you know it's manny and like it's like how did you get like did you just start singing and it just came out your mouth or like was it like a little refined like how did you come up how did so it come when I, decided I wanted yeah so when i decided i wanted to sing um i thought my dad would be a lot more part of, part of the convinced than my mom so I went to him first. I'm like, let's get the let's get the mountain out of the way, and then we'll. My mom, <laughs> the mom she's such yeah. a sweetheart. She's gonna be like, it's good. Don't worry about it. So I told my dad, and I said, hey, I kind of want to like dip out of sports and and kind of pursue a, a career in music. He goes, Manny, you should sing. 
if you, if you, if it's within you, he goes, you obviously need to take lessons and learn what the fuck you're doing. But <laughs> he goes, if you think this, my dad always loved singing. We always sing karaoke together. So he was like, man, if you love singing, you should definitely do it. It's the time of your life right now. This is, this is when you should, you know, you're, you're still young enough. You're not married. You don't have kids. You can, you can just throw everything you got into it. And I said, okay, wow. That was so easy. He, he actually said his words were, it's a mistake if you don't. I was like, fuck, okay. Wow. So I'm like, wow, now I got, I got the blessing from him. That, that was a hard one. Let me see my mom. <laughs> I went to see my mom and she was like, um, you know, it's, it's, a hard, it's a hard path. I was like, whoa, what the hell just happened? This is Dinah. not what I thought this was going to be. Um, but she's cool and she's obviously supportive. It was just more of like, a, hey, you know, it's not like just sing and you get, make it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know. Um, cause, cause she knows one of her friends, uh, um, is a really good singer and, and she had a, she had a career too. Um, uh, but you know, so she was like, hey, but it's hard to get there. Like it's, 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 um, it's, it's quite a beast. Journey. And I said, I know but I'm, I'm willing to, I, one thing I've always trusted in myself was my work ethic. It has what? nothing to do with, nothing to do with talent. It has nothing to do with skill. It has nothing discipline. to do with it's, it, a, it's just discipline and work ethic. And I had it in MMA and I had it in hockey. I had it in football and I'm going to have it. And I do have it in, in music. So I was like, I can, I can go ahead. My dad always said, he goes, your tone is crazy. Just get on pitch. It is. More, it is. More <laughs> and he goes, your tone is sick. And I said, well, if I can, if I can make this work, then, then let's go. And so, uh, so here we are. Love that so, so much. Well, if y'all haven't streamed it, or, you know, download or bought it, like, y'all better tune in to, like, honestly, like, I don't, if you're not listening to Maddie Blue, like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, what are you doing? Are you? <laughs> honestly, for real, dude, like, I swear, because everyone's like, yo, there's no, like, country musicians out of Montreal, and I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, when you, you know what people tell you, like, there's no good music nowadays, and you're like, yeah. what are you talking about, buds? Like, yeah. what are you talking about? I swear, like, we have, like, 30, we have, like, 10, at least 10 playlists, chock full of songs on our spotify on uh, canadian tea production spotify and it's like we got music for you yeah <laughs> so it's like stream new ink stream a- leave it like it is and and honestly buddy it has been a pleasure it has been an absolute time yes of course um, did, hey, did you have any sorry go ahead i keep it no i was gonna say anytime i was looking forward to this one i actually screwed up and thought it was yesterday so I got all ready uh, yesterday and realized that I, when I went to click the link, it wasn't there. So um, I was like, wow, I'm a doofus. But I, I was looking for it. Better early than late, buds. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. I would say that. Like, I'm a, I'm a stickler for, like, being an autonomous. I was actually in the Navy for five years. God, you know, wow. that was crazy. Canadian, That's you know, I was a reservist, so I could choose when I was deployed. But the thing is, they tell you, you know, if you're not on time, you're 15 minutes late. So you better be oh, yeah. 15 minutes Oh, my early. dad's 15 minutes early. And if you're not there when he's there, you're late. So <laughs> that's yeah. the one. So it's um, like, we appreciate that enthusiasm, pal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, hey, I mean, I, it's professionalism, right? So I'm here right, for, right, right. I'm here that's for it. And, and you guys are willing to talk to me and let me talk about myself and my music. So, I mean, why not? Right. There's no reason. Oh, for sure, buddy. So like, yeah, just like, we'll leave it. Um, yo, last, like, I don't know if Bella wanted to ask anything in particular. I do have a question. Speaking about your time yeah. in MMA, do you feel yeah. like you brought that within your career in music? Oh, 100%. I, I mean, I, I did MMA when I was between uh, 16 and 20, and t- around 2021 is when I stopped. Um, I've learned so many lessons in MMA, and, and my, my trainer is Nordin Taleb. 
uh, who are now friends because I don't train as I don't train anymore. But so we became right. friends. Uh, he's a French fighter that, that fought in the UFC and he's, he's mm -hmm. unbelievable. And um, there's so many lessons he taught me in the gym that is so, it, it, you know, it, it's, it makes everything clearer. And, and when people like, there's, there's common sense that people are lacking that drives me up the wall because it, it seems so simple. And then that, that, that's because it's, it's black or white or you're getting punched in the face. Right. So, I mean, it, it, and, and you can always adapt that to, to life. And I think that I've learned so much um, uh, throughout the way. And, and I think it was such a, an interesting time uh, uh, that I got into MMA. Uh, so even even forget about the one fight and forget about that. Just the, the lessons I learned. And, and I mean, you get, you get your ass whooped. You're going to get humbled pretty quick, you know? So um there there's you know it's all about respect and everything like that so I, I i think i've learned so much in those four years that are so viable right now uh you know it's almost i started that 10 years ago so um it's it's crazy so yeah definitely 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 and and i actually i've got a couple of tattoos and the one on my hand is actually um kind of a tribute to him because he always said make them miss make him pay and it's yeah. kind of like that's it. And, and actually, I always liked the uh, brass knuckles idea for a hand tattoo. Uh, but I always thought it was kind of douchey until I was out. Actually, we were out at, in Montreal and we're at a cigar lounge and uh, we're hanging out and I had rings on and the bartender goes and we're just like we were catching up. This is like as soon as things started opening up again after COVID and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so we were hanging out and he said, uh, as we're just, you know, chilling and the bartender was a little nosy, so it was kind of annoying, but she was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, oh my God, with all those rings, you can knock somebody out. And he sure. was like, he's like, yeah, but he can do without it. And she's like, uh, okay. He's like, he can, he hits fucking hard. And I said, wow, thank you. Uh, and she was just like, whatever. And, and so then I was like, well, just by him saying that qualified me allowed to get a uh, brass knuckles tattooed on my hand. Cause I always liked that idea. I just didn't want to, I needed a purpose for it. And then uh, he had posted a photo on his Instagram at one point that was like uh, his opponent missing, like right over his shoulder. And he was like coming mm -hmm. around and connecting with a punch, which was a fucking sick photo. Uh, and I texted him and I said, I, I, I DM'd him back and I said, hey, make him miss, make him pay, right? He goes, I can't believe you still remember that fucking right. So I'm like, yes. And as soon as I said that, it all connected. And I'm like, that's what I'm getting on my hand. And so. Yes, buddy. I love that. Yeah. Honestly, um, for sure. So speaking of bars in, in, I wanted to ask you, because I have a couple faves in Nash. Like, honestly, uh, faves, I sound a little facetious because I haven't you know, been to all these places, but I mean, like, I love Yeehaw Brewery. I don't know if you're familiar with that. That's where I did my uh, album release show. No way! <laughs> no, you didn't. For yeah, real? Yeah. Oh, no. Was it a break? Like, oh my God, go tell the story, please, sir. Yeah, so they, so they, because they have two businesses in there, they don't, they don't really call it Yeehaw Brewery. They call it Sixth and Peabody, which is the street. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because they have Yeehaw and they have Old Smoky Moonshine in that right. same building. Yeah. Um, and so we were actually supposed to play outside, uh, and I'm like, man, it's November 13th. It's going to be fucking cold. And they're like, no, it's not Montreal. It's going to be fine. I'm like, okay, you guys, you guys know better than I do. So the, literally the, 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 
a week before they're like, yeah, actually it's going to be too cold to play outside. So we're going to have to move you guys inside. And I said, that's okay. That, that's fine. Thank God they had a second stage inside. Right. But we got a drum riser for the outside stage, which is more of a square and the inside stage is more of a rectangle. So my drum, the, the drum riser we ended up renting for the show is this massive thing. So me, me and my guitar player, uh, cause we're just three, me and my guitar player were like, there's like this little pathway that we can meet up, but otherwise it's just like dead center drum riser. And we're like, what the fuck? So, um, but it was super cool. They were awesome with us and they did a really good job at uh, the social distancing, which is why we picked that spot because we had gone, we knew we were playing, like the album release show was planned for Friday because the, the album came out on a Friday. So we had gone on a Friday, me and my drummer and our girlfriends, and we were just hanging out and we thought that it was awesome that they weren't serving anybody standing up. So you can, you have to sit down to get a drink so you have to be seated and you have to be distanced, which I thought was the safe way to try to promote a show. And, uh, and it worked out and it was super fun. And it was great to be back on stage one more time before 2020 ended. So. Oh man, for sure. So yeehaw, yes. How, how many times have you been to Nashville? No, I haven't. So that's why I literally never been. And I was oh. literally supposed to go. <laughs> Dude, that's all I'm saying. I'm trying to come out because I was literally booked my trip, sir. I booked it last March beginning yeah. of March and yeah. end of February for November. And I had the whole week planned. It was, yeah. I was going to see some of my friends in Franklin, Tennessee, a little, little mm -hmm. bit outside. Okay. And, yeah. uh, and then, uh, you know, whole week planned, booked my Airbnb, booked it, booked the flight, booked it. And then COVID and I had to, I had to postpone it, but like it was June, July. And I was like, doesn't look like it's going to happen. My friends were like, Hey, like you can, I'm like, yo, everything's closed. Like it's not going to be the same experience. I'm going to have to quarantine. I'm going to lose like, no, and I'm not going to do it until I could fully have the full experience you need it. I'm trying to go, yeah, sure. like, I'm trying to go everywhere. I'm trying to make a whole week out of it. You know what I'm saying? I oh, want to get, I want to bring, I was going to bring my guitar and just yeah. go around and just play on corners, like do any karaoke, do any open mics. I have a like, ultimately I have many dreams in my life and I want to go to Nashville and do a right. So like, that's the thing. That's the cheese, sis. Like, so it's like, honestly, buddy, like literally. Hey, you let me I'm, know if you come down and I'll take you out for a drink for sure. We'll go to Red Door, which is a local spot that I fucking love. Yeah, we'll go. You just made her day. Drink, drinks, out, drinks on me and we'll go. I'm going to cry. Zen, <laughs> <laughs> like yoga, meditation. I did some earlier. If you're, uh, uh, if, yeah, I don't know what if, when everyone's scheduled. I don't, I don't know when you when you plan on coming down or whatever. Oh and you, I usually hang out. My band's my best friend, so I mean, at some point you might be able to hang out. But we'll hang out all over the band and everybody, and we'll just chill. It'll be great. Oh my god! So, yeah. Oh, give me a moment, cause like yeah, this yeah. is surreal right now. Um, Red Door's my shit. Red Door's a, a shithole dive bar that I fucking love, and I've I've actually I've actually had a <laughs> funny enough. I've seen a, a, quite a few people there, and I ended up having a shot with Morgan Wallen uh, at Red Door one time. No, Morgan! Yeah. <laughs> Dude, his new album, like, I peeped that, like, the day it came out, because I had the notifications on for Spotify, and, like, it was, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm assuming you heard it, or... Yeah, yeah, I definitely listened to it. I definitely listened to it. There's, uh, he's got a fun thing that he's doing, so, um, super dope. I'm 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 a fan of of Morgan Wallen uh, and everything he does. So uh, uh, yeah, it, dude, I love. I mean, I've seen him there before, but nobody bothers him. I, the girls do, but I, we don't bother. <laughs> um, but then uh, he was kind of hanging around the bar, and my drummer, he's from the Bronx, New York, doesn't give yeah. a shit. Just kind of fuck it. And we were, plus, it was later in the night too, so 
uh, he just didn't give a shit at all. And he's like, yo, Morgan, want a shot? And he goes, hell yeah, man, I'll take a fucking shot. And I'm like, fucking right, let's go, Morgan. And then I had a story for him because it, 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 somebody said they were his publicist because we were, yeah. it's a fucking long story. But me and Joe, mm-hmm. my, my drummer Joe, we have this inside joke of, of whiskey glasses where we, do, we overdo mm-hmm. like complete stupidity, the, the uh, Southern accent. Okay. We're doing it at that same bar one time and this girl just was like, uh, uh, you guys hate Morgan Wall? And we're like, no, we don't. We actually, we used to cover happy hour actually. So <laughs> no, we don't. I'm a big fan actually. Like, well, why did you make fun of his song? And I, anyway, so we're going it's on with this lady. Is that a love? Well, it's because we were we were in a parking garage in St. Louis trying to park this van and they couldn't get <laughs> fucking done. And the song came on. So for sure entertainment, we started making each other laugh. I mean, that's van shit. That's what we do. So every time right. it comes on now, we just overdo it. And it's just hilarious. And we make each other laugh. And it's like, fucking rights, bud. Yeah, fucking rights. And that's it. So when he when when she came up and she was all like upset about it, I told him I was like, "Hey man, I got a story, but I don't know if you want to hear it." He's like, "Fuck yeah, I'll listen to the story." Actually, some girl came and grabbed him. He's like, "Hey, I'm listening to the fucking story right now. I'm seeing a set." <laughs> I'm like, "Wow, a lot of pressure on the stupid story." But <laughs> somebody said she was his publicist, and he laughed at the end. He's like, "Ha that's not my publicist. Y'all, y'all have a good night." And I was like, "Cool." I had a shot with Morgan Wallen. Told us quick little fucking stupid story and here we are here we are so yeah i love that yeah the the, album, anyway back to your question the album with the album sick i wanted to ask you buddy uh what's your go-to because like i love the song 865 and it's like 865 409 1021 and i was like is that your number or like is it for real <laughs> but anyways what's your you go-to I've listened to them all kind of through. I haven't actually dissected like them that much. Um, so if that's the thing, then it might be an area code. Six, eight, six. Uh, no, eight, like six, I assume it is. I'm just, it was a joke. It didn't land for you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but yeah, but like any, any songs that stuck out to you and like. Wasted on you. Okay. And Love warning. It. Warning. Honestly, there's not one warning song. Shit. Yeah, honestly, like, there's not one song that I disliked. I'm not even gonna lie with you, start to yeah. finish. I listened to that through and through twice over in a day, and I was like, this is it, sir. Um, and yeah. anyways, you know, we have gone over an hour, and that is phenomenal for us, because it's like, we have... <sighs> Thank you so much, honestly, that has been a blessing. That you made my whole months i feel like with telling me oh we'll have a drink and nash and and we'll oh, uh we'll sure. hang out and yo if you come down we'll, we'll 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 definitely show you around and we'll have we'll have a fucking night for sure <laughs> oh my god is this real life um yes it is okay. ended on that lovely note um have a great after i mean it's so it's nash time so you're just cusp on the cusp of the afternoon i feel like right yeah it's one now yeah, yeah. so it's like you enjoy your day enjoy your week sir Thank you and so uh Thank wow you so god you know god bless <laughs> we'll keep in touch hey, you know hey. for sure for sure yeah and i'll come on anytime we got some cool shit going on we'll come and talk about it <laughs> hopefully we could do it in person you know what i'm saying the studio in That'd our studio dope. and That'd we'll have some snacks we'll have some drinks we'll Mix it up. We'll mash it up. We'll chop it up, buddy. Like I'm so excited for that site. But play some songs. Who knows? (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) What is life right now? Like honestly. Anyways, you know. Um, have a great day, buds, and we'll. Thank uh, you. Thank you guys so much. Bye now. Bye.